Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Did you ever watch the Twilight Zone? God, remember the Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah, basic glasses. What about the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went, come over here for a minute, and turned them into plastic. You, you want to see something really scary? Welcome, everybody, to Zoning Out. I'm Christopher Feinstein. Don Sachs. Frank Benacci. The wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeen. And Judd. Oh, a long end, Judd. Let's, we are here to discuss Season 1, Episode 20 of The Twilight Zone. Elegy. Three astronauts touch down on an asteroid where they discover a world of people that appear to be frozen in time. Confused, they theorize as to why everyone is motionless until a man springs to life and explains... What do we think? Thoroughly enjoyed this one. I love really this like one. this episode. Yeah, it's a lot. Of it's really, fucking really, really like bizarre. Very weird. And the but astronauts charming. are the stupidest so people charming. on the planet. <laughs> it is a little scary. Yeah, uh, I love the weird cartoon music that always feels out of place, and especially at the ending, where it is really just chilling. How how blithe and nonchalant that music is. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It's uh, Charles Beaumont again. Yeah, Charlie Beaumont uh, back. uh, Charles Beaumont uh, gets surrealism because that's a bizarre concept. Yeah. The town uh, was used already. We saw it already. It was in uh, Walking Distance. Is that the town from Walking Distance? Wow, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. That makes sense. Right, it's the street. And the house, well, not the house, but the town hall where they walk in and the mayor is frozen, that's the same house from 16mm Shrine. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Take us through it, Frank. The year is 2185. The time is the day after tomorrow. The place, a far corner of the universe. The cast of characters, three men lost amongst the stars. Three men sharing the common urgency of all men lost. They're looking for home. And in a moment, they'll find home. Not a home that is a place to be seen, but a strange, unexplainable experience to be felt. They land on an asteroid that's like 700 million miles away from Earth because they're running low on fuel. They do a a conditions check on their computer and see that it has Earth-like everything. First thing they see when they walk out is a tractor and a farm and a frozen dog. Apparently they've never seen a dog before because... Why were they so... They're like, oh, look at this nice dog. It's like instantly... Sir, the dog's not moving. You understand? The dogs don't just stay absolutely still. We're back on Earth. No. No? Well, what do you call that? A Martian? Here, boy. Come on. He's got a good temperament. And they dismiss it so fast. They're just like, anyway, look at this tree. I've seen a tree like this before. 
What the fuck? Look at that man. He's also perfectly still. And that, how many times do you have to walk up to somebody who's completely petrified, frozen, and not realize that they're, as you're approaching them, that they're not moving at all? Hey, mister! Mister! How are they biting? Mister? Hey, wake up. They go have full conversations with frozen people. Yeah, they keep every five seconds. Every scene begins with them going, "Hey, hey," or just "Hey, pal." What can, we, can you tell us where we are or what this is? At one point, he goes through an entire room of people and it says, "You? How about you? What about in, you?" They walk into a room and he goes, "Oh, excuse me." It's Did like, sir, break? for 15 minutes you've been talking to <laughs> statues. I think he got a little uh, worked up in the uh, beauty pageant. You see the way he was kind of eyeing the winner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ethel? Speaking of chubs. <laughs> was that the girl from Greece on stage? Rizzo? What? Rizzo? Rizzo? No, she would have been like three, I think, at the time. It looked. No, she looks probably would have like been. She probably would have probably 27 by the time <laughs> oh, yeah, she was. Because right. by the time she was in Greece, she was 82. In the mid 40s. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looks like her. Stock of Channing. When they, when they talk to the farmer and he's standing behind the hay bale and he's in that weird position just leaning on the rake and they're like, oh, let's get out of here. But. The, guys, you're running in the wrong direction. Your ship is fucking the other way. That would have been the first thing. I don't give a fuck how we're running out of gas. Let's get the fuck out of here. Is a frozen dog and a man? I'm out. My, one of the bonus points of this episode was watching all the extras struggle oh, to my stay God. still. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was having a panic attack watching these people. You could think they're like, oh. <laughs> just tried so There's hard not to move. Slight little wobbles <laughs> and those little micro corrections. They're like... And there's one guy, like every crowd shot, that guy blinked. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. There was one guy struggling yeah. on the stairs. And then when they were doing the, the mayor's inauguration thing, they stayed on them for like three <laughs> minutes. And there's just one guy, and you see him, his eyes are wide. <laughs> and he's like struggling. And you keep seeing him like almost blinking. I said, well, this fucking guy's going to crack. It was very distracting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was really a fun game. Like, honestly, I could make a show where you tell a bunch of people they cannot move under any circumstances <laughs> and watch as as they slowly break. I could have watched that all day. Yeah. I felt so bad for those those extras. Oh, oh man. my God. And they stayed on them for a while. It's not like yeah. you weren't there for, like, 30 seconds. They stayed on some of these guys for, like, two minutes. Dude, like, like yeah. see where the... The, the election, uh, right. what's it called, that voting area? It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. First of all, think about, like, blocking that. Okay, mm -hmm. you're here. Like, Jesus Christ. Okay, hold that pose. And now we got to cut, so everybody's got to remember that pose. Jesus fucking Christ. That's yeah. a And it's a lot of older people, too. It's not like a young oh, yeah. crowd. Yeah. It's older people having to be like this for 16 minutes, trying not to blink. Sticks shoved up their sleeves. <laughs> and they didn't give a shit, like, back then. They probably no. just said, get the fuck out of here. You can't keep your arms up, Betty. <laughs> that's why uh the director said um the, that's why the camera is always moving because they're trying to to work around that by p constantly panning around to make it feel like you wouldn't notice but the yeah. whole time i'm just like looking at people why don't you be able to just there's one guy that his whole head was shit he must have been standing there he must have been exhausted the guy oh. the the mayor leaning whoever he was was leaning oh yeah over he had his arms outstretched leaning over the balcony <laughs> He was doing tree pose and yoga, this and he had to hold tree pose for God knows how long. His quads were fucking <laughs> screaming. Oh, did anybody catch they did, like, another four of us are dying thing where they cut to her, like, they go to the fishermen, and they cut to the reverse of them, and it's a still? Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. Still. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. 
Right, well, on the bridge. There was one right? other time, I think they did that too. It was like a woman's face. Yeah. And it's just like, yes. it might have just been a still. Yes, it was. Which I think that would have been just for convenience. So they, you know, you didn't have to have that woman, they frozen. Just shaking. <laughs> and shake, just, just the tension. There's so much tension in those scenes. Oh, so much. Like actual physical tension of people just trying to hold a pose for God knows how long. Yeah. And you know they're all hopped up on cigarettes and caffeine. Oh, yeah. Good oh, yeah. Lord, trying to stand still for 18 minutes. Their rotten lungs aren't equipped for this. <laughs> they had to pee. No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> those hot lights. There was that other time they turned into a still was in The Four of Us Are Dying. And the only reason I could think of both those things happen is that they just didn't have the footage where it's just like they just they needed to be, like, to be still, but they were probably running into the shot and they cut right as they like got into frame. So there just wasn't enough footage to like yeah. that happens. Like, I've been in, like, right. similar editing struggles and probably the same thing in The Four of Us Are Dying where it turned into a still. It probably was the camera was moving and they didn't have mm -hmm. it just clean, but they realized they needed it in editing. And I, I probably on those little shitty old t 1960s TVs, you could probably get away with a lot of stuff more. Yeah. Sure. Now, nowadays, yeah. you go yeah. down yeah. on that shit. Now you can see the beads of sweat off oh, these yeah. poor old people's faces. Their fucking eyes twitching. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> the one guy's eye just keeps darting over to the left, just like looking at that. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. Please, please, please cut, please. <laughs> I can't keep my leg up like this anymore. <laughs> that is so much fun to watch. People, that was actually made. Uh, honestly, I, I, I don't know what else they could have done. Like, if that's the episode, it, like, there's no way around it. So I'm not making fun of them, but it is, it's, it is what they had to deal with. Yeah. So they all like go to different places. They, they all like look around this frozen town, and then finally they meet. A man named Jeremy Wickwire, who's actually moving. That was cool, his reveal. That was very fun. I like yes. that. That's like the first time you hear that weird cartoon. Yeah. It sounded like Popeye's theme. <laughs> 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 Every time he's like... <laughs> <laughs> very chipper music. Yeah. Stop eating my sesame cake we're making fun of it but it's like it's such a cool thing this asteroid that looks like a 1960s town and like my imagination's race what the fuck could this be yeah and essentially it turned out to be a futuristic uh graveyard for for the ultra rich mm. to be be put in essentially environments that were like like, like wish fulfillment for them wish fulfillment essentially it's essentially westworld for dead people right Which doesn't that's make a sense, crazy maybe. concept it's a crazy con, yeah, very crazy. Not where I thought it was going at all. I don't think you can think that, right? No, this is the thing. I thought they were just dead, you know. I mean, like it's that. it seems silly on the surface, but have you seen like I mean, look at the pyramids of Giza. That's essentially they're just burial grounds for really big fucking egomaniacs. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's yeah. a lot of like big monument, like a lot of rich maniacs would have monuments made. So it's kind of silly in a weird way, but it's also there's precedent. Turns out this was in the far off future of 1973 mm. that this was done. <laughs> Apparently, in the even further future of 1985, there was a massive nuclear war that it took 200 years for humanity to like get back on its feet. Wickwire explains he's essentially the caretaker of this place. He's like, ah, you boys seem thirsty. I'll get you a drink. They said it was some sort of milk, but it was clear. Yes, I understand. That. Like, yeah, I don't know something. They're like, oh, is this something? Milk. Milk. It's quite good. They said. <laughs> Is this lactose milk freeze-dried? It's very it's, good. It's quite good. And turns out it's poison. We meant you no harm. 
I realize that. And I'm sorry. Truly, I am. Even now, the eternifying fluid is coursing through your veins. It won't be painful, I assure you. But why? Why us? And they cut to a really tight, sweaty close-up of yeah. him going. Because you are here, and you are men. And while there are men, there can be no peace. Hey. That was good. I like that. True. The episode ends with him taking a brush to the now frozen, dead, taxidermied astronauts in their ship on their way home, because that's what their greatest wish would have been, to be on their way home. While the most cheerful doo -doo 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 music is playing. <laughs> Amy, good gorilla. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. This is a, yeah, very, it was a lot of fun. This is fun B science fiction with some cool ideas. It's a little spooky. It was a little uh, surrealist kind of shit going on. But yes, very surreal, and it was funny. Like you know, oh, it was it, yeah. Whether it was intentional yeah. or not. In terms of cast, I did a fist pump when this actor showed up. Jeff Morrow, who, if you're some eagle-eyed listeners, uh, eagle-eyed, eagle-eyed listeners, listeners, this fucking guy. <laughs> eagle-eared listeners you've heard me say this a couple times and i know this because i edit the episodes and i've heard myself say it anytime the word patterns is said i have a mnemonic response going patterns i stick to the rules mitch sorry about that why be sorry you can always pattern hmm? And I am specifically <laughs> quoting Jeff Morrow every time I've done that on this show. From the movie The Giant Claw, one of the most fun B science fiction films ever. He plays the typical action scientist of that was the protagonist of these kinds of 50 science fiction movies who's fighting essentially a giant space chicken from no, excuse me, an interdimensional space chicken thing. Classic. Oh, it's it's adorable. He's in a lot of fun science fiction films. He's the lead in This Island Earth. No, he plays, excuse me, he plays Exeter in This Island Earth. If you've ever seen that or the Mystery Science Theater movie where they show This Island Earth. We'd like you to join our team, as you might say, at once. You'll make arrangements to leave immediately. Wait a moment. Wait a moment. I didn't say. At five o'clock Wednesday morning, our plane will land at your field. It will wait exactly five minutes and then depart. Whether I'm aboard or not. Nanu. Hi there. Uh, the Creature Walks Among Us, Kronos. He's in a lot of fun science fiction films from this time. Kind of a really hammy actor. We meant you no harm, but I love him for that. I told you not to trust him. I love that line. Guy threw his glass. That guy fucking had it. That astronaut. Why'd you throw it? Why'd you throw it at the guy? guy? Yeah, throw it at the guy who just poisoned. Poisoned me. I'm gonna throw the fucking at his feet. Hit him right in the beak with it. Taking fucking something, oh. taking an eye or something with me. I'm going down. <laughs> oh, and uh, I should have mentioned this. Jeffrey Rickwire is, in fact, an automaton unit uh, maintenance droid, essentially. It was really neat. Straight chilling. Two-time uh, Best Supporting Actor nominee. Once mm. for Luck of the Irish in 1948. And guess who's coming to dinner? 67. Oh, Jeff Rickwire. Morrow? Oh, Wick. No, Cecil. Cecil. He was also Santa Claus on Bewitched. Mm. Oh, okay. Of course. Of course. Remember that one? Speaking of Bewitched, Dick York was in the previous episode. I know, and I said I, I dream of Jeannie like a fucking nitwit. That's the same show. That's fucking realistic. Yeah. How about lick my balls from across the roof? <laughs> What's that? That's Dice Clay. That's Dice Clay. He... <laughs> hey, Jeannie. <laughs> Make oh, your right, tongue right, six right. foot long and lick my balls from across the room. Uh 
He was so sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode was definitely uh this is a pud. Oh pud. Oh sure. wait, big pud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard big, pud. The throbbing pud. And, <laughs> yeah, big and gorge, the ropey pud. Baby. Baby. If you ever read the adventures of Cavalier and Clay, one of the main characters describes his dad's dick as ropey, and that always stuck with me. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know why. It's just so weird. I've never heard a dick described as ropey before, but it was just like, that's why that one. Hey, there's a reason that book won the Pulitzer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, Put that on the poster. It's a ropey (laughs) dick, folks. Big ropey pud. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what happens Every time I steer the show towards Dick Every episode Dick or lately. Batman I'm Batman <laughs> Batman, Batman and Dick Oh, I gotta get on more pills <laughs> There was a automobile race In the original script But he scrapped it because quote, Stationary cars don't seem to be frozen in movement They just seem to be parked cars So that's where the beauty contest came from yeah. He swapped it in for the mm. for the race oh. And apparently Beaumont was kind of pissed off yeah, He wasn't happy about that no. <laughs> Yeah, huh. but they were good friends Oh, so uh, it was a Sterling decision uh, No, oh, this, the is for, this is the, yeah, this the is director It's the director, uh, Douglas Hayes Oh, the director, so director yeah. made the decision yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah you think, though, the car race... Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I could see what you're saying. But, okay, it's like, I was amazed they said yes to that because a car race, yeah, it's like, yes. I mean, yes, it doesn't look as interesting, but it's also, in terms of production, it's easier to do. Yeah. You just put two parked cars together. And this, mm-hmm. they had a ton of extras, a ton of struggling women. Yeah. A bunch of swaying women, a, bu- a bunch of swaying people. You had a whole room full of swaying, lightly swaying people. Yeah. yeah. This this story is actually in public domain. Really? Mm. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, do with do will with that gentleman, but I think I'm going to cut this part of the episode out because I think we might have to do this. It's it's, not... it's a great concept, really is. It's such yeah. a fit. Like you turn this place into essentially a museum for what humanity used to look like. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm going to link it in the the group there. Might have to steal that, but it's in public domain. I mean, that could be a show. There's so much material there. Yeah. A lot of Charles Beaumont stuff's in public domain. What was his episode? What was Charles Beaumont's episode before this? Oh, you know. My dick don't work! Pretends the dream. <laughs> Another episode where I steered the conversation towards dicks. Towards dicks. Should the ropiest dick, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was the ropiest dick. I put that on sometimes, that last five minutes, because it really it's makes It's so laugh. funny. It's just were, it, the way that spiraled out of control, that whole ending. Yeah, we still got two more fucking uh, Beaumont episodes coming up this season. It's a treat when Beaumont shows up uh, for me. I realize that I just seem to connect with his style, because this is two for two where I really enjoyed it. I know we're talking about the whole Puds thing, but in terms of number value, what do we give this episode? Seven. Yeah, I give this about an eight. Yeah, I like an eight. I'm happy with an eight. I'll take an eight. I'll take an eight. Yeah, I'll take like an eight. like you were leaning towards six, Frank. No. Seven Ooh. or eight. Uh, seven or eight. 7.5. Seven, seven, eight. Eight. Uh, seven. Seven, eight. Seven. What's your address? Seven. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> yeah. M. Fletcher. Aaron M. This, is, uh, this is definitely an eight for me. I like this episode. I like it a lot. I like how fucking bizarre it is. It's really bizarre. It's so dark and trippy. Yeah. Like, how would you come up with this back then? Did you see the uh, the teaser? Do you remember what it was? For the next episode? I thought that was kind of wild. Yeah, for that the one the teaser. Oh, yeah. It was very bizarre. Yeah, it was like, some people say I'm not at my best when writing about women. women. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, even back then, in 1960, Serling was catching shit for not being a good writer with 
women. Yeah, but meanwhile, we just talked about an episode where we were like, it's finally a woman who's in who star of the role and yeah. her performance. Yeah, the yeah. hitchhiker. And her performance that was, was his, right? Fantastic. Yeah, I think so. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the top I mean it's in my top five. Oh well you know what? That was that was the Lucille Fletcher story. Yeah, but he but yeah, he's but the he one who changed it. it. But he's the one and who he changed, changed it, it to a woman. woman. So yeah. that counts. Yeah. So but yeah, I think yeah, he's give him more job. points for that. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I wonder where they gave him shit for. Maybe because Maybe of the from other that episode. Nah, I think that'd be ridiculous. They tried to cancel Rod Serling? Or from when 60s? they threw Ethel off the roof. <laughs> yeah, they tried to cancel him. No, out of my way. Yeah, maybe because of that potato pancake, Ethel. Yeah. And then the... Well, that was... Yeah. Or the women and who would just keep getting picked up in bars. Who were there That's just, true. Yeah, okay. And six, but the hitchhiker was so yeah, good, and that was after oh. all that stuff. And 16 millimeter Shrine. Would you say that the show so far is better than you thought it would be? Yes. I I think. I mean, I I had, I don't know what my expectations were. I knew I was going to really like doing this, but I think these episodes, I mean, this show is fucking so good. I'm at the point now where I'm like, how can I get people to actually watch this? Because I know if if you say Twilight Zone to someone, they're going to roll their eyes. Like, I'm not watching a show that's from 65 years ago. But now, but like, think about how this elegy was awesome. Yeah. And it's such a random, cool concept. Like, we're we're just getting bangers here. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's like gaining steam as it goes on i wonder yeah, I, I know mean, we brought up westworld i wonder if he was inspired by this episode to, like you said it's like I mean, westworld well there's a dead. there's a pretty big uh and he cites the reference for our next episode oh yes a i know exactly what director. you're talking about it yeah he said oh, yeah like, this yeah, is yeah. why so this is I, why i mean yeah, 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 yeah i think i think every episode i i'm sure someone stole this and yeah you know, you know. well the name wickwire I, I it's been a while since I've brought up the adventures of Briscoe County Jr., but... Has has it, though? Has it, though? Has it been long enough? But that was... (laughs) I'm saying not long enough. That was John Astin's character. His name was Professor Wickwire, so that might have came from this show. Mm. That's a mm. name I've always wanted to use. When he says his name is Wickwire, because that's a name I've always wanted to use in something. I always like that name. And now a word from our sponsors. Friday, catch what Us Magazine calls the coolest double bill on TV. First, it's the wild new series everybody's talking about. An all-new Briscoe County Junior. Then, you believe in the existence of extraterrestrials? When science can't explain it, when experts can't solve it, you'll find it. Mulder, is that you? Mulder? In the X-Files series premiere after Briscoe County Jr. Friday. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at Far West Press and Maverick indie filmmaker Kansas Bowling. We go way back with Miss Bowling, don't we guys? Yes sir, as the time of this recording, about one week. First up, for those who hate writing letters, there's pre-written letters for your convenience, pre-written by Kansas, alongside her sister and frequent co-conspirator Parker Love Bowling. A series of increasingly specific and absurd letters that are meant to be cut out and sent to the people in your life. If you're like me, and I know I am, this book will tickle your funny bone and caress your aching knees. Next up is the companion book to Miss Bowling's upcoming film Cuddly Toys, the aptly named A Cuddly Toys Companion. All kidding aside, I was shown a screen of this film, and it is nothing short of a masterpiece. Oh, don't worry, folks. You're gonna hear a you're gonna hear a lot more about this film from me in the coming months. I was genuinely floored by it. 
This book follows the harrowing and often hilarious adventures Kansas and crew went on in making this soon-to-be classic. If you love film, filmmaking, and crazy behind-the-scenes stories, this book delivers all that in spades. And fret not, you needn't be familiar with Mrs. Bowling's Ovier. How do you say Ovier? Am I saying Ovier right? Ovier? Yeah. You don't need to be familiar with Miss Bowling's Ovier <laughs> to enjoy this pair of books. You must simply be of unusually high intelligence and distractingly attractive, which is how I see our audience in my mind's eye. But now is your chance to prove it with action by heading on over to farwestpress.com and picking up pre-written <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers and picking up pre-written letters for your convenience and a cuddly toys companion. While you're out, check out kansas-bowling.com to see what goings-on she's up to lately. You'll be supporting our shows by supporting our new sponsors, Kansas Bowling and farwestpress.com. Thank you for listening, folks. I love you. I think I got it. I would have liked to have seen the Roman era because they also had like uh, the Roman era, the Egyptian era, oh, and the yeah, Wild yeah. West. That the... Th- yeah. That's the, but that is the premise of Westworld because there's a uh, right, right. That's that, why I'm saying there has to be. I know, like he said, who is it? Crichton, Crichton said uh, that uh, he, the inspiration for Westworld came from after he got off Pirates of the Caribbean and, and Disneyland and the animatronics. Like that's where he said he got inspired to do Westworld. Uh, but it's got to be something. Uh, that's all really? Right. Yeah, that's what he said. And I said, nah, you know, I've been on no that way. ride. I've been on that ride a lot. And I was yeah. like, you know what I mean, I ain't got no fucking vibes from that shit. I don't know if like, I buy that. Like, that's inspiring you to not go back on that ride. That's <laughs> oh, oh man, I love that ride. But regardless of my feelings, because I'm a child. Well, that's not as close as this is. This is a rich people paradise. Right. This is what this. They're posed. So all you had to do was make the switch of what if they're alive. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I mean, it seems more than, it seems a lot of step. I think he's full of shit, Michael Crichton. I think he's full of shit, right. I think he's full of shit. Because he's, you know, oh, I swear animatronics and that made me. Dream up this whole fucking come on, come on, pal. Come on, buddy. Fucking pop the brakes. It's all all been done before. Why don't you tell us the fucking truth? Right. Talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot us straight. (laughs) Come on, Schmohawk. I've, uh, (laughs) (laughs) they canceled the series Westworld. So that's another, it's like, thank God. Really? Yeah. Thank God I didn't watch it. Oh, wow. They canceled everything. It was doing really well, but then some people stopped watching it. There's a show on Netflix that I'm fucking stupid to start. 1899. Did you watch that? It's like a ghost story on the fucking. Oh, that just got canceled, right? Got canceled. I watched one episode. I said, oh, this is going to be good. Canceled. They're like, oh, it didn't pull in the viewership that we wanted to. Why? Because you put it out. You didn't tell anybody you put it out. And then you put out fucking Wednesday three days later. Mm. Well, that's how it is. It's like they're they're falling into TV straps. And Wednesday does a fucking little dance. And they're like, oh, let's put it on TikTok. And make everybody watch this show because it's fucking fantastic. Stop it now. Stop. (laughs) I haven't watched it. It's fucking, it's, it's okay. At, at the oh, best, at, at, at best, it's okay. Cute. Right. And she's a fucking piss poor detective. Fuck her. Fuck Wednesday Adams. <laughs> she wants to be a detective. Oh, it's it, like, isn't that, isn't that like one of the biggest, I don't know what the number oh, is, huge. but isn't it like, oh, it's uh, huge. It's like the yeah, most right. fucking stream show because she does a dance and everyone wants to fucking do it on TikTok. That's why. That's exactly why. And that's why this movie Megan's doing so well. You see the box office for Megan? Future Frank here. It turned out we all really liked Megan. So disregard the next few minutes. Thanks. M3G, M3 again? What I said. What I said. What I said. It's the biggest. Yeah. (laughs) What I say. What I said. (laughs) You listen to me. (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) <laughs> yeah and they're already like oh there's gonna be a sequel but i i am saying that to james wan yeah. i said it to, i said that he's a genius because he said this is i'll do make this i'll make the robot do a dance and then it's like raking the bucks it's yep. that simple it's that do simple. less do less right it's fucking kunu over there this is why i'm saying these things 
Everything you're doing is bad. Everything I want you to know. I this. want you to know this. <laughs> oh my god! I was just saying, Johnny Dangerously is now on HBO Max. So like, you know, they the streamers uh, they'll they'll reset every month. Yeah. It's like these are our new ones, right? So I'll, the only one I'll actually I'll, I'll check on is HBO Max, and I'll go to their Turner Classic section. And uh, beginning of this year, I saw like, oh, Ghostbusters one and Ghostbusters two is now on HBO Max. My reaction, you would have thought I've never seen the movies before. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Ghostbusters 1 and 2, I can watch it. Like, I've seen it 85 times, but I was so excited to, to have it just around It's, it's just there again. At, at a whim, there I again. put it on. Just, and I did. I watched them both back to back. You know what I watched on Netflix recently? I cried twice. It, it was great. It was my fa- one of my favorite things I've seen in a long time. The Matilda movie. Oh, really? Cried my eyes out. Really? Oh, I, I saw the play. The play was really good. I love the play. See, I'm a psycho yeah. who loves the play, who plays the soundtrack a lot. Oh. It's a sin. Yeah, I'm <laughs> one of those. And the movie did a great job. They cut some things. I I, I kind of, I want to be mad. It's like they cut some things I wish they didn't cut. Yeah. They kind of had to, though. I kind of see, like, it wasn't an easy decision, but they. I understand why they made it. Yeah. But it, everything that's there is fantastic. Really well acted. The music numbers the stage, and that that became like a big TikTok sensation too, because oh, yeah. the dance sequence in that is fucking amazing. The dancing yeah. in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, loved it. I got. I wanted to watch. Don't that. give a shit. Well, I just watched. Speaking of things we watched on Netflix, I watched uh, Hustle, the new Adam Sandler movie. Anyone see that? No. Fucking great, man. Oh no, I didn't. I it's, haven't seen it. It's like it's got a lot of NBA. Yeah, guys yeah. He's right? a basketball coach. It's basically the scout with uh, Brandon Fraser and. Uh, oh my god, with Albert, Albert Brooks. Brooks. Oh, it's scout? that movie, but just with basketball. It's the same beats, everything, everything that happens. It's the same, but it's, it's the basketball player that Adam Sandler finds and goes through the coaching with him, becomes like a father figure to him, and Adam Sandler is fucking fantastic. Might be the performance of his career in this movie. Uh, you still haven't seen Uncut Gems? My friends though. were telling me I haven't I seen Uncut, but it. I told you I'm Uncut Gems. I can't. Right, Uncut Gems. Doesn't know why. I can't do Uncut it. I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jazz. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, things like right. that. But yeah, it was really good. And if you like basketball, like, it's good. All right. I like. a good dick in it. Tell us, Frank. You like? <laughs> I'm making like that. I'm making like. I'm trying to think what else happened in this episode that I loved. I can't remember, though. All my notes say how stupid the astronauts were. Because they couldn't understand what frozen people and dogs were. Hey, mister. That guy fishing. He goes and fucking talks to him. He sits next to him. That's when they have the still shot. Yeah, yeah, that's when the still shot comes in. And it's like, hey, sir. Hey, sir, who's frozen in time, obviously. Let me have a word with you. What position would you guys like to be How shitty must it have been for that guy, though? Because he had to, like, fall down. Like, he, like, tipped over and had to keep still. I like the the guy mowing his lawn. He was, like, (laughs) mid-mow. He had to to really stretch out. I like that guy. When he touched the block of ice, was it actually ice? Mm. Ice trucks, he he puts his hand on it. It's like, because that would be a logistical nightmare to have just a new frozen block of ice replaced every few, like, day or so. This is the first double up that doesn't feel like the same theme in a while, though. It's true. Yeah, Yeah. this whole block. Very different. Yeah, it's been going all over the map now. Yeah. There goes my theory. Oh, my, it, might, it was uh, doing that. There was like some weird... It was doing that. Yeah, definitely was. Well, that's part of the reason this I like the show so much is because it's just like I got one story and then I'm out. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a fresh yeah. new one. You don't have to worry about like, oh, there's a new show on. All right, I got to do 10 episodes. And then and then it's like, well, another thing. It could just get canceled. And then it's like, well, I... Psh. I'm just so... I was, I'm, suck, I'm so sick of being on the wheel. It's like, oh, he knows this. But he's not going to say it for like the next three episodes. Why? Because we need because we have ten episodes left, so we need to stretch yeah. this element of the story. And it's like it's so obvious that's what's going on a lot of times. Like I see what you're doing. I see the seams of the writing. 
And that's yeah. why like it's everything mm-hmm. feels labored that way. It's just like, well, this happened, but if we develop this too quickly, then we're stuck over here. And it's just like I just see the trying to fill time thing, and it's just frustrating. It's like mm-hmm. here the show is actually having the opposite problems. Like, how much could we pa- like trying to stuff it all into one episode? All of these could be movies. Half of these could be shows. Yeah. They cram it into 24 minutes or whatever it is, 25 minutes. Instead, everyone's just going to go out and watch Wednesday and Avatar 2. And fucking, oh, I'm going to do a fucking dance with the hands that she does. Get the fuck, stop. I can't scroll through any social media platform without (laughs) seeing 18 gifts of that. Stop. Will you stop? Will you just stop it? What is wrong with with the fucking hands? And uh, you know what they say now? You know what the new thing is now? You know she came up with that on the fly, right? What? Will you stop? You're just making things up now. You need something else to talk about so you can fucking do the dance again. So now you... Will you stop? Speaking of new things, did, did anybody see Afro Man's new video, music video? Oh, I heard about it. I didn't watch it yet. Amazing. It's fucking incredible. Afro they broke, Man. Like, he got his, like, his house raided, right? But like it was like the wrong house. Is that the premise? That's like what really happened? Well, yeah, he, he's... The whole... It's a music video called Will You Play For My Broken Door? Well, right, because that's the story. Like, they like they raided his house on, like, real. And because, it's all like, from... Wrongfully. Like, you and it's know, all from security, security camera cameras. footage. Right. So he made a music video out of the security camera footage of these cops destroying his house. And like stealing from him, outright stealing money. And from disconnecting him. the camera. Yeah. The sheriff disconnected my camera. And it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I yeah, gotta watch it. And it's like in the we same got... kind of cadence as because I got high. Oh. It's, a diff- it's, a diff- it's so great. It's bro. <laughs> it's actually brilliant. I'll go as far as say it's brilliant. Let's watch it after this. Like, oh, sure. you have to watch it. Oh, I want to watch it. It's joy. It's so it's good. It's sad and brilliant and hilarious all at once. Oh, man. I'm excited for that. And, of course, Afro Man has cameras all through his house. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, because oh, they busted God. into his house, and he wasn't home, but his kids were. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a fucking... <laughs> The sheriff got- disconnected my cameras. <laughs> you gotta watch it. It's hysterical. Okay, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Enough. It was a great episode. It's a big dick. Yeah. Whatever you want to hear. We gotta watch Afro Man. <laughs> See you guys later. Bad shit. And now, Mr. Serling. Next week, I try to settle an argument to the effect that I'm not at my best when writing scripts for women. Miss Vera Miles takes my side in a most unusual and unique story we call Mirror Image. I hope to see you next week, you in your living room, and Miss Vera Miles and the rest of us in the Twilight Zone.